Hey guys, this is Joe from Nerdcaster, and there won't be a show next week, so this is the second show for this week. Enjoy this Captain Marvel review, and spoilers ahead. Hey, welcome back to Nerdcaster. I am your host, Joe. And with me again this week, I have Ren. Hey, people. And Lori will be joining us as well. Hello, hello. And we'll be talking about the new, the new, the new movie. Yo, I just, I just blue screened like, like Windows. <laughs> the new, new Captain Marvel movie. Do you need a reboot? Yeah. Remember that show, Reboot? I do. I do. Do you remember the show, Remote Control? Yeah, oh. MTV's Remote Control with Adam Sandler. I do not. And Pauly Shore. Adam Sandler was like the the the, the like weird guy that ran across stage every once in a while or something. Yeah. He, had, he had nothing to do with the show at all. Yeah, he was on the <clears> show, though. <throat> well, but, he was, but... But no, this is about Captain Marvel. And, Are you sure? Yeah, because Captain Marvel, she's a hero. It's, it's Marvel. Marvel. She's going to cut pollution down to zero. It's Marvel, first of all. Two words. Yes, Marvel. Yeah, we can get into that later. But <laughs> so the movie is about this this woman, Captain Marvel, who's trying to save Mar-Bell. the planet from pollution. And these she gave like these five kids these rings of heart, water, wind, and fire to summon her. When you said it in the complete wrong. wrong order, and the order matters. What's the order to summon Captain Marvel? Please enlighten me. You don't know. You use no. a beeper. What's the order? It's Earth, fire, wind. Water and then heart. Heart. It's a beeper. What are you talking about? A beeper. <laughs> you not he, seen he didn't Captain give them Marvel? rings. He gave them beepers. Oh, he gave them beepers. So she gave them beepers. Who's? She... All right. <laughs> <laughs> this didn't go over as well as I thought it was going to. So obviously that's Captain Planet, not Captain Marvel. Uh huh. Beeper. And... Newfangled thing. And on our last episode, we talked about some of the controversy surrounding this. Yeah, so, I don't get that. So before we get there, do does anyone here think this movie had any type of agenda to push feminism or anything? Because mm. me, I didn't get it. I didn't see that. Why don't we ask the female? Okay. Lori? I mean, I didn't see it as something that was specific to, you know, pushing an agenda, but it was you know, it was badass and it had a badass female lead. So I guess, I mean, sure, by that token, I could, you know, whatever. I didn't see it that way. And I tried not to go in with any preconceptions of any notion. Obviously, knowing all the controversy and everything else that's going around this movie and Brie Larson in general and comments she has made, so on and so forth. I didn't see it as that. I, I What I did see, if you want to really put it out there is a movie of probably one of the most diverse films that Marvel's put out yet. Diverse in, in what sense? Diverse in the entire cast that they had as actual either main characters or large secondary characters. Okay. And- diverse as far as race, diverse as far as sex, diverse as far as uh, whatever you want to take diversity as. I felt it was a very diverse film in how they cast it and how they rolled it out. But not 
the most. That would definitely go to Black Panther. You think so? No, because I'd say Black Panther starred outside of maybe a handful of individuals was a primarily African-American movie. It was an African movie. I mean, this was a white woman, a black woman, a black little girl, a black man, Colson, a white man. Well, he was a minor, minor character. A minor, minor character. But, I mean, in terms of diversity, I mean, it was probably one of the... I would say it's more diverse than Black Panther. I wouldn't say it's more. I mean, if anything, it might be on par, but it's not more. I mean, Black Panther, you... you, I mean, you you, had a... You had a... White villain. Was he? In the beginning, you had Claude. Okay. Minor character, because he didn't make it all the way through the film he was in it for about half of the film uh, okay yeah but who was the main antagonist of that movie black panther yeah okay so who was the main antagonist i'm asking a question the main i don't i don't know who was the main villain at the end of the movie who... Baku. <laughs> i mean if you're going i mean if you're going with that i mean aside from captain marvel you have a you know, you have black and black females and males, and you have white females and males, and that's, that's it. That's diverse. I mean, it's diversity sure. if, in the in the definition of the word. It's diverse. I mean, so if in Black Panther, all you're missing is the white female, and that's calling that less diverse than Captain Marvel. I mean, I really don't think it fits or applies. And if anything, I mean, you had more. You had an Asian community, you know, in a in a pretty you know significant part of the movie in Black Panther. Truth. Okay. I see your point. I, I, I'm not going to argue it. But <laughs> it's a valid point. Is it more feminist? That to me is also that's that that can be argued. That could be argued with Black Panther for sure because two of the leading actors in Black Panther was his sister, who was the tech brain, mm-hmm. and the Sherry. and his leader of the guard, and that entire guard was all females. Right. So I mean, it's but it has the female lead, which I you know. They did an excellent job with. I think they did an excellent job with her character. Yeah, I think from a whole of how they sprinkled in the the backstory of Danvers throughout pretty much the first two-thirds of the movie was great. Instead of going, here you go, and here's the whole entire backstory, and now we're going to get on to the movie. Yeah. Kind of the way they handled like a Doctor Strange, where Doctor Strange was, here's the entire backstory... And now we'll do the movie, in my opinion. No, I got... Sorry. Ugh. That's what you get for chugging seltzer. Just saying. Thanks. Thanks. With did her backstory in, in general, what did you think of it as a whole? Because honestly, it's not the way her original backstory is. Well, I saw, well, we all know. I mean, if anybody has ever listened to me on any podcast, I am not a comic book guy. Yeah. I have all of my knowledge that I have is based upon what I see with my eyeballs on the big <laughs> screen or the little screen, depending on what it is. I liked the backstory. I liked how they filtered it through the movie. I liked how, you know, it almost went all the way through. I, I know I just said, you know, two thirds of the movie, but at the towards the end of the movie, she all of a sudden realizes, wait, I'm human. I'm not Cree like I've been told I am. But she bleeds blue. 
Because That's only because she was given a transfusion while she was, quote-unquote, half-dead. Yeah, but then isn't she half-Cree? Well, it doesn't make her all Cree. But she's we still can, human. I she channeled the human... to disagree. She, she oh, my ch- God. Oh, God, that was so that. terrible. The show's over. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had my soundboard for my 8-Bit Bro show, because I would so take points away from you for that. I so would remove... God, it would just be nonstop for a good five minutes of me taking points away. That was terrible. That was so good. No, it was not. <laughs> did, you wait, did you wait all day just to say that? No, I just thought of it right now. Lies. No, seriously, I just thought of it yeah, right, right now. Right, right, okay. sure. He was just, Lori's like, on he my was just side. thinking. He was like, here's my chance. <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny, I got a funny, and it fell flat. It was good. Everybody else liked it. I would say, getting back to what I was saying, I think she realized that she's more human than she is Cree because she want, doesn't want to associate herself with the lying and everything else that she really is is kind of looking at what the Cree is right now. Like they basically lied to her for six years, told her that all these other what was the villain or, or the scroll the scroll uh-huh. that they were the bad people when in reality all they wanted to do was get the fuck away that that twist was great by the way that was a dynamite was, twist it was well done it was yeah. the, it was it's it's a completely cliche kind of twist it's not you know not that it's never been seen before but it just was done so like seamlessly and while that you didn't you you just didn't see it coming because the entire time going through the whole entire phase of that whole thing like they they made them look like the the writers made them look like they were the villain. Like go to Blockbuster, and then all of a sudden she breaks into Radio Shack, and she calls home all the way from the trailer. And all of a sudden there's a sniper shooting <laughs> at her. But I mean, even with the, the trailers, the trailers make it look like they're the bad guy too. And a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, you know who the villain is right from the beginning. And usually the twist is maybe that villain dies, and then there's another villain, but not that the main villain in the beginning of the movie turns around and becomes your ally and and yeah. not because you know an enemy of an enemy is my friend but because uh like you realize that you're on the wrong it's kind of like an avatar situation avatar last samurai like that whole yeah kind i of, can yeah you know totally I mean? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I what you mean. but there's you know but there isn't the whole like um you know assimilation part happening to where they empathize it's just it was just the whole betrayal and she was lied to and 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 things didn't play out the way that she was told they played now i'll say one thing like they go through that whole part of her they them playing the black box recording which was kind of funny that whole leading up to it typical like late 1980s what's it doing yeah. It's loading. Yeah. Dude, the wind- That was funny. Like the- how they like totally made fun of 80s technology in this movie, Dude, that, or, like hyper technology. That, that was 80s, that's 95. This is 90s. This, this, oh, 90s. this film was a love letter to the 90s. Uh, yeah. Nine Inch Nails shirt. Well, uh, see, to me, Nine Inch Nails is late 80s. That Nin shirt was like 88, 89, which is where I kind of put it late. 80s, early 90s, but if it's 1995, then it's 1995. Well, really, the story technically begins in 88, 89 when the whole accident happens, and then we're placed right back in, or placed, I say back in. It's Jump crazy. forward, right. Yeah. It's crazy how she lands on Earth, and or C-53. C-53, and you, I think, or CR or something like that. Whatever. C-53. C-53. Yeah, okay. Yeah, correct me that. again. Do hashtag it. feminism. Anyway. Um, <laughs> hashtag diversity. Um... Hashtag white male said so. 
<laughs> All right, we just lost like the two everybody, followers. Everybody, everybody. Thanks for losing our last two or our only two followers. Wow, that was just bullshit. If they're bro. listening to this show, they could take a joke. Anyway, um, it feels like she goes back in time, but doesn't. It's just like because you're going from like this really futuristic type of technology and you're like, you're still in like present day. It's everything is just like she doesn't miss a beat. She goes to the payphone. She. Does whatever she needs to do to communicate back with Jude Law. I forget the guy's name. Marvell. That's not his name. Jan Rog. Jan Rog, yeah. Who was Marvell then? Oh, what, Lawson. That, yeah. Marvell was Lawson. Sorry. Confusing things. Yeah. It's, it's, stop being a comic book guy right now. Yeah. And be a film guy. Okay. I'll put your film hat on. Put my film hat on. Putting it on. This is me putting on my film hat. Not that anybody can see. What's going on right now? It's okay, Joe. Really? Anyway. As Lori was saying. Yes, continue. I don't even know what I was saying, actually. See, you fucked her up, bro. Why? Because I'm, pu- I'm putting on my film hat? No, because you said something stupid and she had to make you put your film hat on. Wendy Lawson is Marvell. Yes. She is the, what was she, a scientist? She, for the Cree, she was Cree, she was on Earth to create technology, and then all of a sudden... While she was on Earth, she came across the Skrull who were just trying to run away and protected them. So it's just like she was working on the Manhattan Project, but then decided, no, ethically, uh, like this is wrong and I can't do this. Like a true scientist, yeah. yeah. Ethically, I am not doing this anymore. So speaking of what she is working on, the reveal of it being the Tesseract is fucking awesome. I like how they took the Tesseract and put it in a lunchbox. <laughs> Fonzie lunchbox. <laughs> but when that came out, I was like, oh, shit. I had a nerdgasm at that point. I'm like, that's a fucking Tesseract. That shit was dope. That was my favorite thing in the movie, as dumb as it is. That was that was pretty. No, that was a really good scene. I just want to rewind it back really quick if we're talking about nerdgasms. <laughs> when just when the film just opened and they did that sort of tribute to Stanley. That was very that, cool. I just was I was like. I don't know. I got goosebumps. The and entire I just... theater I was in gave him a standing ovation. No shit. Yeah, ours. They I... it wasn't standing, but everybody started like clapping, t- clapping, yeah. and whooping, cheering. clapping. Yeah. yeah, well, it was a bunch of people. I mean, I was in row D, so there was like three we rows were in, in row front D. of me. Yeah, yeah. They, they were in. The we were in. We were in theater twelve. You guys were in theater one. Ah. and they were. They were not that anybody cares, but they were seats nine and ten, and we were eight and nine. No, we were nine and ten. Oh, we were nine and ten. I thought we were eight and nine. Whatever. So we were in the same seats, different theaters, though. So the you two largest theaters in the your butt wasn't on the same cushion my butt was on. Thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was very cool. The tribute to Stanley. And uh, did you notice on the train what Stanley was reading and doing lines for? Yep. What was it? Mall rats. Yep. And that's that's we were talking earlier, and I'm like, I told you, I told you to remind me of of something that we were right here. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted you to remind me of. The, when I saw the Mallrat script and him reading it uh, earlier, before we went to see the movie, uh, Kevin Smith tweeted uh, something out on I think it might have been on Instagram. I saw it where he's just like, this might be my favorite Marvel movie to date, and I haven't seen it yet. And after seeing you know that scene, I'm like. That's what he means. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That was a, 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 I think that's the last one that they have for him, right? I don't think so. I do think he did film something for Endgame. So I think that okay. would be the last, which is quite crazy fitting. Oh, uh, that <laughs> right? really is. That would be. That's, that's crazy. 
And even if that he didn't, I'm sure they have enough film of him to do something. Something where he says something where they just can... take his mall rats clip and throw it in there. No, I don't think the, I don't think they would do that. I, I don't think this so is, either. This is, this is Marvel Disney. They'll they'll come up with something creative for that. But yeah, the Stanley thing was great, and seeing the tribute, I didn't think he was going to be in it that early in the movie though. I thought I, you, well, be... you never really know because they drop him at all times. Like I went and saw Venom, and like literally the last thing before the credits are is him getting out of a cab, talking to the kid. You know, you really should take care of that girl. Yeah. You know, I'm like, whoa, shit! <laughs> I didn't expect him to be in this at all. Yeah. And again, it's a Marvel movie, so why the fuck not? He's also been in at least one DC movie too. Does anybody know the latest DC movie that he would have been in? No, no. no. You saw it. We saw it in theaters. It was Teen Titans Go to the movies. He had the fact an that animated. You admitted that is just highly. Scary. I didn't want to see that movie, but you thank know you what? for putting that out. But then. you know what? I did because he wanted to. He was just like, "What the hell else are we gonna do?" And I said, "All right." I had free movie tickets too. I mean, and I'm part of the cinema. Honestly, club. though, I really enjoyed it. It was a funny. It was it was really funny, and. Uh, the first ten minutes of the movie, I thought if this is if this whole movie is going to be like the first ten minutes, I'm just going to lose. I'm going to walk out of the theater. <laughs> but then they made you know what? That and, was on purpose. But then I had to remind her she made me go see fucking Happy Feet in theaters. I did. I, did. I was still in high school, <laughs> I, dude. Wow. I kept that shit in my back pocket until Teen Titans Go. <laughs> Remember. You made me go see Happy Feet. So getting back to what I was saying, the one thing that kind of, I don't want to say annoyed me, but like for, from a continuity perspective, when they're playing that whole black box recording and they do the the jump back in time as to like what really happened on this mission, Yep. and then all of a sudden you go through the whole part of uh, Lawson getting killed by... Uh, I think I know where you're going with this. It, it was really all that on the was all that on the recording. I mean, the the plane blew the fuck up, bro. That, that wasn't on the recording. The recording brought back that memory to her. That's the see, way there I is a continent. Yeah, okay, so that's fine. But the way they did it, and the way they portrayed it, and the way they cut back to the office scene where the recording's playing, is like now you understand and now you know. Or her running out of the house. However, it was rolled at that point. Con- no, continuity wise, that kind of was like. Well, Not all well, that could have been on the well, think about on it, that think, recording. Think about it for a second. So, like, obviously it has to play out that way cinematically for the audience because we're discovering what happened for the very first time. Right. Whereas it's jogged a memory for her. So just imagine yourself remembering something. It happens in seconds. I think the whole thing that threw me off was that when, when they – I can get the whole memory thing, but then she's out there and she's – Having her moment, and all of a sudden, I can't remember the scroll's name that comes out and talks to her, whatever the lead scroll was, uh, whatever his I name I think his name's Talos. Uh, yeah. It might have been Talos. Talos comes out and, and says, see, now you really understand what's going on here. Like, yeah. that part there is kind of where it fucked the continuity for me, because I was like, okay, I get the whole memory thing, but how much of that was actually a recording and how much of that was actually memory is all, like, very was dealt with in a very foggy kind of way, like a very like thin line as to what's what. Just roll with it. It's a it's a superhero movie. Not everything's going to be perfect kind of deal. See, I have a different problem with that. In the beginning of the movie, you see um, Brie Larson laying on the ground or, you know, you're looking through her eyes and you see Lawson standing above her with a, with a gun bleeding Cree, ble- bleeding blue. Right. But then you get this plain thing where she crashes and dies. When does that scene happen where... 
Brie Larson is on the ground. I'm pretty sure that's a memory put in her head by the Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. To twist the events. I think so, too. Because... But that's not explained either. But it, it kind of is because they, when she is having her first meeting or whatever meeting with the Supreme Intelligence and they're showing things on the screens and, and memories in her head and all that, you see that part. And also when she's being mind-fucked by the scroll, mm. you, you, they allude to that as well. So it's like how much of her mind was really fucked by the Supreme Intelligence to brainwash her. Plus she was wearing that thing. You don't know how that affected her mind, Delzo. Yeah, I don't. So they could have explained it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but saying. again, I mean, uh, uh, you, you have you a movie that's... force-fed to you? I don't need a force fed, but you're not explaining it. I don't know how this technology works. It's alien fucking technology. Well, maybe right. she doesn't so really leave it either, at that. But maybe she doesn't really either. And that's when I'm saying, like, going back to the whole she embracing her human side is when she's like, yeah, I don't need this either and pulls the chip out, drops it on the ground and stomps on it. And then all of a sudden her true powers. She, of, goes, she goes super saiyan. She goes OP. <laughs> her true uncontrolled knowledge of her powers all of a sudden comes to fruition at that point yeah she becomes superman of the marvel universe it's more a, badass well, superman yeah superman's a mama's boy yeah she's, i mean she's, she's way i think i think if she's the most powerful hero in the marvel universe she is they they're doing a great job by not making her godlike I don't know. That's really close, man. The shit that she... She flew through a ship blowing it up. She flew through this giant explosion without getting hurt. What hurts her? What's her kryptonite? I'm sure at Why some point you one? will find out. Uh, as of right now, she's OP. She's semi-god-like. She has emotions. Yeah. That could be a downfall. That's a weakness. That's a weakness. I, uh, is she bulletproof? Why, see, so it's not necessarily you don't really need like, to have a physical weakness. So, but they, they they mention that all the time about her controlling her emotions all throughout the film. It's all it's about all her th- and her emotions. The entire, but I, I don't know how much of that is actually them telling her you need to control your emotions and you need to prove to me that you can beat me as you and not using your powers, so on and so forth. When I think that in reality could also be part of the Supreme Intelligence and Jan Grog or whatever whatever his name is continuing to try and control her to make her the weapon that the Kree want her to be. Well, I think the emotions are her human side. That's that's they And they're trying to suppress yeah. that part. And that's what keeps her human and I think that's not necessarily a weakness on her. I think it's a strength. But it could be a weakness. But it could be portrayed. Because like, it, you'll know once Endgame occurs whether or not Thanos can beat the hell out of her. Well, we already know. I mean, Thanos probably could beat the hell out of her. But I think a lot of it is going to boil down to how Thanos... Because you know Thanos knows about her. Because isn't Thanos Kree? That, no. no. He, he's Titan. He's from Titan. So he's from... That's right. He's from Titan. But I'm oh. sure he knows the weakness there. Maybe. I mean, but he's Ronan, has flown around. Ronan knows her, obviously. Yeah, Ronan worked for Thanos. So I'm sure he does. That's that's crazy. I want to see that interaction. And, and all of a sudden, Ronan's like, yeah, um, peace out. He's like, we'll be back for this Tesseract. And he's like, um... No, not the Tesseract. Her. The yeah. weapon. No, no, the woman. The woman. <laughs> they want to come back for her? They want to come back for her. 
I thought they so were thank, back take for that, that test take that little because that explains no. why they come back in another movie. Well, he says we'll be back, and he goes for for the test or for, for uh, the weapon. For the weapon, he goes no, the woman. How did I miss that? I'm, I positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. positive. I don't know how I missed that. I don't. Okay. I mean, sure. so but think about they, what. They, were they referring to the Tesseract as the weapon, or were they still referring to her as the weapon? No, I think the two guys that were standing with that dude, whatever his name was, you just Ronan. said, Ronan, said the weapon, and he goes, no, the woman. Because she's sitting literally right in his view on fire going, oh, fuck your shit up too, bring it. But, so, okay. I, I still, I don't... I, I understood it as we're, they're going to come back for the Tesseract because obviously in whatever movie was it, Thor, hmm. that the Tesseract is there. That, no, because I got the Tesseract in Avengers, didn't I? Avengers. The, is, let's think about the Tesseract because now. Tesseract was in. Thor. No. That's the original the Thor. That's what they came and got, wasn't it? No. That's the Ether. Tesseract came from Captain America's movie. Enlighten us, please. And keep going. That's, and what happened to he, it? Well, didn't he take the Tesseract and bury it when he drove that ship into the into the ocean and the ice? Captain America? The end of Captain America 1? That, that's fine. But what was the giant hole in Thor? Giant hole? The giant hole they're digging in Thor. Giant hole? Oh, my God. Yes, there's a giant fucking hole in Thor. And I don't remember the dumb movie good enough so we should probably not talk about it no uh, i'm looking you know what Uh, yes no you're thinking the beginning of the avengers that's when loki gets the tesseract because shield has it shield has it because they they got it from you know, Captain America. Well, not they didn't get it from him, but they got it from the cat. Yeah, it was always on Earth. It was always on Earth. I, I know it was always on Earth. Then what the, was what, it doing? What, in then Thor? how the hell does Loki get it? If Shield has in, it. In does Avengers? he steal it from Shield? Do you remember the beginning of the? No, Avengers I don't. Movie? You know why I don't? Because it was like twenty years ago at this point. It's two thousand twelve. Anyway, I no. can't even remember what I had last night for dinner. He, no, <laughs> the the hole in the ground or whatever the, was a hammer. Nobody yes. could get. Nobody could lift a hammer. That's right. That's the hole I'm thinking about. Thank you for clarifying. It wasn't a hole. It was a crater. Anyway, it's, what is the definition of a crater? A giant fucking hole in the ground. Ugh. Anyway, so glad that's cleared up. Are you sure? Nope. Because I'm still confused. What was the original question? How did we even get here? Um, we got here by talking about Captain Amer- Marvel and how. Ronan is coming back for the weapon. No, the woman. And where did the Tesseract first be seen? Well, I said Thor, which I was wrong, and it's Captain America. I have it right here. Okay. Let's... Brief history of the Tesseract. In the MCU. Yeah, not in comic books. It's also known as the Space Stone. Okay. Well, where did it first become revealed? Lori's yep. right. The Tesseract makes its on-screen debut in Captain America, the first Avenger, and then plays the role of MacGuffin over and over again in various Marvel films. Here's a timeline. 
Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger in 1942. Captain Marvel in the 1990s. Thor. Fury shows the Tesseract to Dr. Selvig. Asks him to study it, but Thor's brother Loki. Loki steals it multiple times. Because he steals it at the end of Thor 3, too. The Avengers. Loki decides he wants to become supreme ruler of the Earth. He cuts a deal with the big, bad, purple alien named Thanos. Yep. Thor Ragnarok. While Thor's sister Hela destroys Asgard, Thor and Loki hasten the escape. Loki visits the vault of Odin. And steals the Tesseract. That I remember. Uh, it's in Infinity War, obviously. It's one of the... It's the Space Stone, so it's part of the Infinity Gauntlet. So I think, you know what? A good question is how did Lawson get the Tesseract? It sounds like she made it. No. Because no, because if it, it, was, was the it was the core in, of the drive. It was in the first event. It was in Captain America. It was in 1942, like you just said. That's where you first, you know, you first right. like see it. How did she get it? And Anybody know where he put it? Yeah, she said. Oh, I don't actually remember that. Bottom of the ocean. When he crashed his plane yeah. into the bottom of the ocean, that's where he left it. So yeah. how did she get it? I don't know. Maybe we got to ask Kevin Feige or whatever his name is. But I, Kevin uh, Feige? That is, is that how you say it? I mean, I hear it uh, 20 different ways, and I, uh, I, I, I don't know how to say it, but... That that's that's kind of why with Endgame, if they're going to reset the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm not upset over it. It's gotten to the point where it's crazy confusing at some points, and that is a classic example of how confused I am. While I still love these movies, I do think something needs to happen to make it a little simpler. Do, do you guys agree, Lori? I'll start with you. Um, I got all the details correct, so no. Okay. Just because you're you're smarter than me. No, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> and your memory is way better than mine. Because I cannot remember crap. Don Michelle. I, uh... Joe? Yes. Drugs are bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you? Do you think a reset is needed at this point? It's always been the game. It's almost it's always been anyway. the plan. We're going to do all of these things culminating with one... Well, originally it was going to be one final movie, and then they went, shit, we created a lot of shit. We need to, uh, might need to split this into two movies. We should split this into two movies. We could double down on the amount of profits we can make to make this movie. Instead of making it a three to four hour saga, we'll just cut it in two movies. Same thing Harry Potter did. Yeah. We're going to culminate this in one nice tiny little bow. Who did it first, though? Who did it first in, like, recent memory? Because I could think of one film that did it first. I would say the last Potter film... Splitting no. the last book in two. No. It's Kill Bill. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. I thought that was always planned as a Volume 1 and a Volume 2. the thing two. is, though, it's just like it, it was a single story split into two films. Like, very obviously. Like, it could have been a single film. But was it... I mean, Harry Potter, I mean, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, you had to do that. That book was... That book was huge. In order to tell that whole story and really tidy everything up without putting... Leaving, like, things oh. out and getting butchered by everyone and anyone who was a Potter fan. No doubt. Every every film after four could have been split into two movies. Yeah, book five was really ridiculously long, too. Truth. That was actually my favorite book. 
But back to Captain we, Marvel. We digress. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's get back to Captain Marvel. Now that we, we, we got everything, Endgame is coming up. Yes. Uh, what did, did Obviously, these movies all have ending credit scenes. What did you think of the ending credit scenes? Let's just skip right to the end because I kind of want to talk about them. Um, the first one, it, you knew what was going to happen. No sooner it, it went off. Okay, yeah. well, send a message again. And obviously, they're all in their own little secret little lair and and what have you. But it, when it went off, I was like, oh, okay, she's going to show up now. I mean, <laughs> and, and how she showed up, it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Where's Fury? Where's Fury? <laughs> Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, about that. He kind of vaporized. Um, and, yeah. and here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, explain that. It's to not her. our fault. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't know you, and we don't know what you're capable of. But we didn't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm kind of excited to see how that plays out because there's got to be some humorous shit in that scene. What was the cat called? What did every other person other than Fury call the cat? It was a species, a oh. flurkin. Yeah, flurkin. <laughs> So, and his name's Goose, Max. Yeah, and you know where Goose came from, right? Yeah, Top Gun. Yep, and that's um, not the cat's name in the in the in the comics either. So they they changed it on purpose to match, which I think is great. I like Goose better. Um, so Max has a cat that looks doppelganger for this cat in the movie. Maybe a little smaller, but a complete total doppelganger. I was looking, I looked at him, I was like, "You got a flirkin now. You don't have a cat." <laughs> And he's like, she's not a cat anyway. She's crazy. I'm like, there you go. You got a flirkin. Maybe she's got a tesseract in her gut. <laughs> Maybe she's got little twenty testicles that come out and whoop ass. Testicles? Yeah, she twenty has what? Twenty twi- <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> oh god. Steve, drugs are bad. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And did you save it for the the last? Yes, we stayed for that. I said to back. He's like, Joseph, there's one more. I'm like, yeah, there's one more. He's like, I was like, or you can watch it on YouTube. He's like, no, we'll stay. <laughs> and that was funny. Cat coughing up a tesseract hairball, <laughs> yeah. and then cleans his paw. As soon as I saw he was, he had a hairball. I'm like, I know where this, yeah, is, this going. is going. Yeah, yeah. But because it was that... a big question, it's just like, well, how the fuck do they get the tesseract out of the cat? But but the two... whole the whole thing I like is how Fury spun. How he lost his eye. Yeah. <laughs> I will confirm. I will neither confirm From nor, nor deny <laughs> whether or not it was burned out by a Cree. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole time it was a cat. I was actually really happy with, um, with as much how involved he was in this in this film. Well, it's about time he actually got to right. do something in uh... a film. Come on, man. Look at back at I mean, I do remember watching some of the cartoons from back in the day and... Nick Fury was a badass in all these cartoons. And here you go have... How many movies have we done now? Twelve? It took twelve movies for them to get enough money to pay Sam Jackson enough money (laughs) to act as much as he did in the film. To put an eye patch on, degress his face, and be like, let's do this. I mean, uh, I... No. No. I wanted to see more Coulson. I'm upset we didn't get more Coulson. Coulson was a proby at the time. Let's, Come on, man. For this movie. But let, that, that, that right. 1995, great... he was a proby. And then at the end, he's like, okay, we need to find more. And then all of a sudden explains the whole but, story of Coulson showing up in every other fucking movie after that. But it would be great Until to see... he died. He's not dead. He's still on S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, no, he's in Tahiti. With May. Anyway... 
seeing him interact with Captain Marvel as a newbie would give him a good reason to 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 fawn over Captain America and 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 all the other Avengers and put together the uh, Avengers initiative that Fury at the end of this movie is putting together the, prote- the protectorate initiative or the protector prote- yeah until he reads the name of her plane and changes it to no the her call sign her call sign Carol Avenger Danvers oh is that what it is yeah do you miss I, that too I thought it was the name of the fucking plane no it's her call sign on the plane Carol Avenger Danvers okay it's her call sign. Apparently, I'm not good at remembering shit. It's only been 24 hours, bro. Not uh, even. 48. Not even. No, not even. No, not even 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't... Drugs are bad. So I don't, I don't know. But I guess I'm not good at watching movies. Um, anything... Get good. Anything you guys think that... What was your favorite part of the movie? Or, or what was one thing about this movie you really enjoyed? What made you like this movie on a different level? Uh, I liked the fact that as the movie went along, it more or less humanized Captain Marvel. Okay. It really, you really, because in the beginning, she was literally like this, this soldier, this weapon that when she came to Earth... She was like, okay, I need to call my people, and my people are going to, okay, we're going to need to do this. And then... And then what? As the movie goes on, she becomes more and more and more human. To the point that when she is having that final battle with the Supreme Intelligence, Uh she really realizes, you're right, I'm human. And has all the flashbacks of her being a little girl and wiping out on the bicycle and crashing the go-kart and failing as a probie in in a boot camp in the army and missing the rope and landing and all of a sudden she she stands up and you show the all these flashbacks of her in life determined to you know what fuck you i can do this and all of a sudden you really see the human side of her and the emotion Going back to, you know, her biggest flaw, so to speak, is controlling her emotions and her learning that the human side of her is where her biggest strength is, is was being a human and being determinate and being, you know, the badass that she was. And going to the point of uh, Rambo, her girlfriend that had the kid, pilot, yeah, saying to her, you're the most badass person before you could shoot lasers out of your hands. <laughs> You know, you were the most fearless person ever. And, you know, all these little things through the movie and humanizing her to the point at the end that she actually understands everything that she has and what she has become. That, to me, is a really good storyline and a very, very well-done way of telling her story. Not tying it in a bow in the beginning and having a movie, but tying it throughout the entire film. Really enjoyed that part. Okay. Lori? Um, agree in all points with what uh, ooh, with what Ren is saying. Um, I think what I like most about this movie is that you just, you just took another superhero movie and all of its elements are just things that we've all seen before. It's just they managed to handle these things in, 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 in different ways. I think that that made the movie so much more interesting than um, just doing it the, I guess, the, you know, the expositional traditional way 
um, like giving you flashbacks into what, what her actual past was, was them kind of rifling around looking for something, you know, something in particular. Um, you know, that, that to me was done, uh, you know, a little bit differently. You know, it, it wasn't set up like a traditional flashback or, tra- you know, um, like a memory being jogged or whatever. It was just, you know, it was fragmented, like you said. Um, the way that they flipped the villain, I thought that was done. Was, again, all these things they did was just seamless. And I remember saying this to you in theaters. I'm just going to compare this to the last superhero film we saw, which was Aquaman, which I was not a, a big fan of. And everybody was telling me, oh, it's supposed to be so bad, it's good. And it's like, no, this movie was just horrible. Um, you know, it was a fun movie. It was a fun superhero movie, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't, um, you know, it, it just didn't do anything for me because it... It, it fell flat. It just fell flat. It, it didn't just, strike an emotion with you. No, it didn't. It just kind of, you know, if it, it's the type of movie that shows up on cable, you know... <laughs> Not that cable's a thing anymore, but when it would, it's just you'd sit down and watch it. It'd entertain you for 90 minutes, and then you're done with it. With Captain Marvel, it's just like you felt things. It just Marvel is just as an expert at doing it. And I think, now. judging by like some of your reactions, Joe, to some of the things that have gone, you're like, really? You'll go back and watch that movie again. And uh, I'm sure all three of us could sit here, go watch that movie again, and you will see, definitely find things in this movie you missed. I'm sure. I, I'm it's one of those films where you could definitely watch it again and it has replay value um oh sorry no go ahead i just wanted to finish on my final i guess thought or my favorite part of the movie my favorite scene in the entire movie was her last scene with jude law um where he tries to pretty much goad her into fighting him without using her power and she was just basically like fuck you i don't prove anything to you no and i thought like yes Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because she did what, you know, because when you get into that, you know, you do what the villain wants you to do. It's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing that. It's the stupidest thing. And she just didn't, she didn't fall for it. She didn't do it. And it's kind of like this guy, um, you know, take it to, to its most like basic elements. He, you know, he kidnapped her. So he's like her kidnapper, captor. And, you know, she just completely overcame her oppressor. And he was, like, her main oppressor in the film. And she was just, you know, like, not having any of his shit anymore. And I thought that was, again, super well done um, and, like, a great moment. It was really satisfying to me, the way that they did that. Do you feel... Things? No. Do you feel that the... I'm I'm trying to phrase this in a way not to make it feministic in any way, but do you feel that was an empowering thing because it was a woman, or do you think that would have worked either way? Like, if if it was a male against a female, or... No, no, no. If it was male versus male and captured, and you take take every... That entire story, instead of it being a female, you superimpose a a man in there. I I think it could have, but I'll let you answer first. (laughs) It was directed towards her, so... I know. Do I feel it's it's more empowering or done on purpose? I mean, I guess it would be um, just because of the the traditional roles that females have played, like in the last like one hundred years. You know what I mean? But, okay. I guess it could be. You it could be argued question. that, but yeah. um, but I th- I thought the question was if Captain Marvel was a man and, and that same scene happened, would it still work? I think it could. I absolutely I, still think it could have. And I think, I the, think it the, could have too. A the strength in this relationship movie, is a good example of that. The strength in this relationship is that it doesn't try – I don't – as a female, I feel like it doesn't try too hard to be feminist. It just it, – it, you know, it, it's 
they 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 do one line about how they wouldn't let women fly like in combat in 1995. And the only thing they that could do was, was fly test flights. That was the single line that they made about women not being able to do something in the whole film is the only line. And the fact that, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's empowering for females to see that the, um, you know, Carol Danvers do what she can do and, and, and everything that plays out, but they don't, it's not because she's doing these things. <clears throat> she does these things because she's a badass person, not because she's a female. And I felt, you know, I felt that, and I don't know how other people feel if they felt like the, the, fem- the feminism part of this movie, like hit them in the face. But as a female, I feel like it didn't, I just felt like a badass character. And yeah, I could identify with her more because yes i'm a female too but i just like that it wasn't to me didn't feel like it was in my face do you out of all the characters that marvel has dropped in this in this entire 12 movie saga is is she the most relatable or would you say scarlet witch or would you say black widow like have any of them like really truly resonated to you going that's my favorite female superhero in this entire saga well, um, okay. no, actually, my favorite female, and she's not a superhero, my favorite female in the entire, I guess, MCU right now is Shuri. Um, the scientist for Black Panther. Yeah, and she's not a superhero, but she's my, I guess, if you want to talk specifically my favorite female character. My favorite character overall, my favorite superhero overall is, is going to be, is going to be Iron Man. And again, it's just like I'm not looking at it as like I need to pick somebody just because. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just strictly curious yeah. as, as to because I have, I have um, male characters that resonate with me, and that's mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. And I would say, you know, after seeing this movie and seeing how badass she is, I mean, before it, it was Black Widow just because she has no superpowers. She is just a badass. She's not, not really though. I mean. I mean, this isn't something that they... I mean, I don't know if this is ever something they're going to get into with the MCU, but she is, you know, she's she's a super soldier, very much like Captain America. She's the Russian version, yeah. She's the Russian version of Captain America. And there's a movie coming out about Black Widow, so I'm sure that's where we'll get that Yeah, I'm that sure, answer. yeah, you're going to get that. Okay. But I... Not that anybody asked me, but I'm going to answer anyway. Hey, Joe, what was your favorite part of this film? Oh, I don't. I wasn't answering that question. But my favorite part of this film, um, I don't have one really. I guess nothing screamed to me. I mean, I, the twist of the, the 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 scrolls being good was was probably great. Again, because I don't think something like this in this way has happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again. You've always seen a main villain and then another main villain take over when the first one dies. You've seen a main villain through the whole movie. Or you've seen the creation of a main villain. You've never seen where the villain actually becomes a good guy. Uh, so I really kind of liked that about about this movie. Because um, it, it, it definitely threw me. I wasn't expecting it. I From the trailers and everything, it looked like these scrolls were the, the baddies. But... As far as resonating characters, um, I do, on the, the female side, I am a huge fan of uh, Black Widow. And I guess on the male side, I was always a Hawkeye fan as much as nobody really cares for him. Because he legit has no superpowers. He's just good with a fucking bow and arrow or any type of shot weapon. Whether it's a gun, a bow and arrow, he can get a hole in one with a golf club every single time. Um, same thing with bowling. He can bowl a perfect game every single time. 
the dude just has ridiculously good aim. I like Hawkeye. Because <laughs> he's super, too. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Plus, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner does a damn good job at playing him. <clears throat> what about least favorite moment of the movie? I only have one, and mine is more of just being a... An annoyance? Just annoys the crap out of me. Okay. Do you um, want to hear it, or let me put one of you two on the spot, and I'll co- I'll come around last. I would, we could start with Lori. <laughs> Most annoying, or just My, the the least favorite part of the movie. Part of the movie. It could be the smallest little nitpicky thing too, because mine is really seriously nitpicky. Really? Okay. I mean, honestly, I don't have anything that's really sticking out to me right now. You? Uh. Mine, probably the fact that she went through the roof of a blockbuster video and not a West Coast video. I mean, I think it just would have resonated more with me if it was a West Coast video or an, R- or an RST video. Hollywood video. Or Hollywood video. I don't know. Blockbuster just... Do you remember the movie she picked up to look at? Oh, fuck. No. She picked up one movie in the blockbuster and yeah, looked I... at it and turned it around and looked at the back cover. Was it Dutch? No, I, I, no. Don't, I don't know. The Right Stuff. The, oh. <laughs> so the one thing that would have been funny if she picked up Top Gun. That, well, that's what I was like. I was like, is that going to. I was like, she's going to pick up Top Gun. All of a sudden, no, it's another Tom Cruise movie and it's the right stuff. Do you know she blasts a cardboard uh, cutout? Do you know I, what didn't, that's I, didn't, I didn't pay attention. I didn't. Uh, uh, I missed that part. True Lies. Okay. <laughs> did, you know, uh, did you notice any of the other DVDs sitting on the shelves behind? As she walked down the road, like they very poignantly put certain movies, DVDs, or sorry, VHS. <laughs> no, I believe they were DVDs. Nineteen ninety-five. Uh, they were no. See? They were not DVDs. Rewatchability. <laughs> Rewatchability. <laughs> Go back and find out if they're DVDs or VHSs. What movies were they, buddy? I'm gonna look up when DVDs came out right now. You do that. The one thing that annoyed me the most out of this movie, what was her name? Carol Danvers. Okay, and what did they call her? Vers. Veers. Veers, yeah. V-E-E-R-S. Veers. Yeah. The entire movie. All based on the one little portion of the dog tag, or they had the larger portion of the dog tag that said Veers. Vers. As they were calling it, Veers. Yeah. But it was Vers that annoyed the fuck out of me. That was the only thing that annoyed the shit out of me. And I was like, it's Vers. It's not Vers. Going back to something y'all said earlier about them being fucking aliens, maybe they don't know how to pronounce the word correctly because they're fucking aliens. 1999. Is when DVDs came out? The first DVD audio players were released in Japan by Pioneer in late 1999. Okay. Wow, mold. Anyway. Fuck. Oh, well, you know what? The first... Oh, wait. So, DVD's first year. I mean, I'm talking... This is DVD audio. The DVD's first year. On March 31st, 1997, digital video disc video players were first released for sale in the United States. Okay. 97. So, okay. it is still VHS. But... Wow, mold. The verse thing. Ver, it saying, just annoyed like, me. Oh, well, we don't know how the mind thing works. Maybe they can't read English like as good as we, we can, and they pronounced it Veers versus Verse. There's my answer. They're fucking aliens and can't read American. Why you got to be like that kind of dissenting asshole? Yeah. I don't know. Because do you, you want, all made me feel dumb. Here, have a penny. Does it make you happy? It's not a real penny. <laughs> oh, it's a fake penny. <laughs> Now, uh, overall, great movie. Yeah. I 
I'd probably give it an eight and a half, nine, something like that. All right. Lori, final thoughts, rating? Same. I actually, I didn't think much of this film um, when it was announced. I was just like, here we go again, another film. They're just trying to make some money here. It's adding yet another character. Uh, but no, this movie, this film, it impressed me. It impressed me. Even after 12 movies, they've still figured out ways to do that, to make them no two movies are even remotely close to being the same. Agreed. In in how they've told the story, in how they've portrayed events, in any of that. And I think this movie deserves even more credence, if you want to call it that, because they took this movie and dropped it into a time frame that is... Yeah. 20 years ago, 20, almost 25 years ago. And to periodize it 25 years ago is damn good job. And you know, what's crazy because they periodized it. And this is a, during that time that it is, I have a lot of memories of that time. I know like that time frame very well. I'm trying to pick shit out. Like, nope, that's wrong. Or nope, that's wrong. They good did luck. a damn good job at making sure what good they did luck. Yep. was in that that year, that I graduated era, college in 1995. So all of that shit outside of the DVDs, yeah, uh, I totally was on point with. Okay, I that f- DVDs things, VHS, VHS. I have to give the movie a seven, solid seven. Um, That's because you and your bullshit fucking tough-ass gradings. I do have tough-ass gradings. I think the movie was really good. I think it has rewatchability. I think um, there was nothing really wrong with the movie. I like the fact that it was kept to two hours. It wasn't like a three-hour saga movie like some movies coming out are. I mean, I get that the Avenger movies have to be that long. I mean, you have so many characters in them and everything else, but... And for what they did in the time frame they did it in the story they told, it all fit perfectly into two hours. I did not feel like there was a slow part in the movie at all. No. Um, but compared to other Marvel Cinematic Universes, it's it's not it's not my favorite. So I'm going to give it a seven, where my favorites would probably be eight to tens. I don't think I have any that are ten. How about you, Lori? I don't think I do either, but... That are ten? Uh, I mean, I don't think I have any that are ten either, but the closest one that would come would probably be Civil War. Civil War is a Civil War was mean, a damn good movie. Avengers what two point five and Ragnarok too. That's up there for me too. Ragnarok is probably the funniest movie out of all of them. And I love how they changed Thor's character. Go back and watch those three movies back to back, and you'll see Thor's character change dramatically between two and three. In two, he's more serious, and in three, he he's like a playful fucking dude. He's like, hey, I know this guy from work. You know, you won't you won't see something like that in Thor one or two. No, but you also see how he's grown, not to use humanity again, but he's spent enough time with humans to become more human-like, and I get it kind of, I mean, rubbed off. It, it, it evolved yeah. him. It evolved his yeah. character, which is fine. But that's why I like three better than the other two. I think Ragnarok, by far, is the best Thor movie. We, we I'm sure we can all agree on that now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. Because of the way Thor becomes in that movie, Thor. I don't know. I and, think and I think inner, just the story itself makes it. I, I wouldn't say because of what Thor he, turned into. See, not to me. His interaction with Loki in that movie, Bruce and the Hulk, uh, and the Collector, and, and everybody else. His interactions with every other character in that movie 
are are great interactions. The dialogue between them, the the jokes, everything in that movie hit on all cylinders. Yeah, I agree with that, but I don't think it's the only reason why that's the best one out of the three. I don't. I'm not saying it's the only not that reason. Saying I'm much just saying two is pretty fucking bad. Two is really fucking bad, but. I'm saying that that's one of the main reasons for me. I'm not saying it's the only one, but it, to me, it, it's it's a, a very big reason. I would put this up there in my top five of all the movies okay. that I've dropped. Uh, Lori, you agree? I don't know. I'm, I, there's too many for me. To, that's a that's a it's a question I'll have to think about and answer myself later. But I don't I don't know if it's in my top five. But mm-hmm. I mean, maybe definitely my top ten. Out of twelve, out of twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that means that means, well, that four, means four, uh, two. Avengers two didn't make it and Thor two didn't make it. Okay, you just well, cut no, out Ant Man's down there too. Oh, hell no, Ant Man was a great movie. Uh, Ant Man two was pretty good, but Ant Man was a great one. movie. That's uh, all right. Paul Rudd did such a great job with that character. That's a discussion for, for another day. day. <laughs> uh, any any other last words, final thoughts, anything else you guys want to add before I wrap this up? No, oh, thanks for having me, man. Of course, anytime. You're welcome it. back anytime. You know that. Lori? Um, no, I think I'm pretty good. You got everything you want to say out there? Uh, yeah, yes. I was going to say, I already, <laughs> yeah, that's, I answered the question. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good generally is like, yeah, I'm good, bro. I love how everybody's beating me up today. Jesus. Well, this is what you get for getting me up at one thirty in the morning. That was last week. Anyway. Hey, it still rolls around. <laughs> Daylight savings, lost an hour. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, you want to promote your stuff again? Uh, you can follow me at Renderman, R-E-N-D-E-R-M-A-N-N on Twitter. You can also find me Tuesday and Thursday nights on ironicradio.com as part of the 8-Bit Bros radio show. Uh, kind of funny, variety show. Come check us out. Good time, good laughs, good humor. Not for your kids. Just putting that out there. Outside of that, no, I'm good, bro. All right. And, of course, if uh, you enjoy the Captain Marvel movie and would like to read more about the character or any of the Avengers at all, feel free and definitely go visit the Geekery at 133A Main Street in Matawan, New Jersey. Um, they got the graphic novels, single issues, and, and a bunch more. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Geekery NJ, uh, and visit their website, thegeekerynj.com. And of course, as always, please, if you haven't done so, subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, or any other podcast directory you can find us in. Um, And for any of our articles, uh, another place to listen to this podcast is on our website at www.nerdcaster.com. Other than that, we'll see you guys or talk to you guys next week. Nerdcaster out.